Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. I talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. It's another week, another podcast. Oh, joining us. I'm I'm Jesse Bay. And I'm Marty Caproni. Cap like cap, Roni like Roni. We are professional broadcasters. There's a lot going on. <laughs> We're recording over here. Let's hope we don't fuck this up. We are naturing so hard. We are naturing so hard. We're here in the Adirondacks. Where are we? No, it's not even close. <laughs> it's the wrong state. Um, it's a different mountain range entirely, actually. Is it? Yeah. We're in the Copanos. No, I th- actually, I think you're right. The Adirondacks are close to here. The Adirondack Trail goes through here. We're in the... Trail of Tears. We're in the... Yes, with all the dead Indians. We're <laughs> in the Poconos. We're in the Poconos. The Poconos. We're basically living almost a dirty dancing Yeah, 1970s. Life. This is like a 1970s resort area. It is. And we're, it's platonic, you know. We're gonna, Marty and I are not on a romantic <laughs> yeah, getaway. It's a, it's a romantic holiday. <laughs> we're going to go to the big barn dance after. That would be so fun. How fun would it be? I would love to go to a freaking bar dance. Be like a Miley Cyrus movie. Yeah, it would be great. And in, in like a Footloose, like a nice little Kevin Bacon moment. I, listen to me. I would do it. I can dance. Marty. I can and- do this kind of white people dancing. <laughs> we were joking because we have so many labels. I... Yeah, so this show is, uh, we're sponsored. uh, uh, We have a Corona premiere. Corona premiere. Delicious beer. Don't drink and drive. Uh, Don't beat your wife. Don't beat your husband. uh, Bought to you by uh, White Claw. Uh, Which is what they called me in high school. Yeah, ain't no uh, laws when you're drinking claws. Truth. And uh, also brought to you by the Boston Red Sox. Repping the Red Sox. I'm repping Lola Lola out of Los Angeles. And uh, also brought to you by uh, Comedy at the Carlson. Great club in uh, Rochester, New York. And brought to you by whatever thrift store this white trash tank top is from Sh- should we actually talk about your real sponsors or oh no? yeah we should it's a good idea because <laughs> they're probably really ticked <laughs> off to like we're, we're paying for this right now and uh you're just doing free look at this we have our absolute extracts shout out to absolute extracts you guys actually can get 15 percent off your Ooh. entire order if you go to ease.com e-a-z-e.com that is a weed delivery service that is unfortunately only for the LA Los Angeles West Coast area but if you're in that area and you purchase any absolute extract product off of ease.com look at that let's see if you can see it oh yeah you get 15% off using code Jesse May can I ask you a question yes you can what is that what is this is is actually a cartridge that goes in my dart pod which I smoke out of it's a travel cartridge it's really Really compact. Thanks for asking, Marty. Um, well, because I don't know. I'm not good at the weed stuff. I don't know anything about it. Oh, so. we should have you smoke this one. This one's no, called Forbidden be, Fruit. That would be yeah. That's terrible. That's Talk about high school idea. nicknames. Oh my god. Sounds forbidden. like something you called your butt sack. Yeah, your well, balls. Uh, your butt sack. My butt sack. <laughs> as I've aged, it's actually now a butt sack. Uh, as of age, 
I've, uh, I've sat on them. So <laughs> Do you really sit on them? Uh, it's happened. You know, if the guys are out there, if you're Italian, you've probably sat on them. Yeah, if you're balls. Italian, you definitely have sat in your balls, yeah. for sure. Those things get a little interesting in your elder years. Joe was... Joe was Italian, so Joe Joe Rogan. No, your your dad. Oh, my so. dad. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it's Joe weird. <laughs> I was like, I know you went out of the pocket. I didn't know, realize you washed his actual balls. <laughs> That's great. Oh no, you're talking about my dad's. I'm balls. a huge fan of Rogan, though. Yes. I would wash his. I would wash his balls. I uh, did a, wash my dad's balls. That's a good point. Yep. That's how much I love him. Yep. Well, I, I mean, I still do. He's dead, but so so is your mom. Yeah, your mom is dead, but I still love her. <laughs> you still love her. We can still love our parents, even though they're both equally dead. So speaking of our sponsors. <laughs> So about the this weed. is the greatest ad about read ever. Yeah. Anyway, it's about the weed. <laughs> about the weed. It can help you deal with things like washing your dad's butthole when he has Alzheimer's. Please check out Ease.com. Use code Jesse May at checkout for 15% off your entire purchase. You can get cartridges like this for your cute little travel dart pod, your vape pod. You can get um, all sorts of deliciousness, even some flour. CBD products if you're not into the THC. Ease.com. Oh. <laughs> I think we've been drinking. We have been drinking. You um, in your mouth. We just decided to come out here because we did a college gig yesterday. In Reading, Pennsylvania, Albright College. Albright College. Shout out to Albright College. All, they're, they're all so bright. 1,700 students. Very small school. And the psychobiology majors. Psychobiology and also just whatever because they're required <laughs> to take every course. Don't you think that's like a waste to have to take every single course. No, that's a liberal arts education. Oh God, it's like make that's, your make a decision. Don't you, it's like wasting money if you don't have a direction. That's what I, I have a liberal Is arts. This? I have a liberal <laughs> arts education. I did too. I do. I uh, brought to you by Franklin Pierce uh, University. Really, Franklin Pierce? Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Great little school, fourteen hundred mm. people, almost similar to Albright. What did you study? Uh, not much. Uh, <laughs> it was like summer camp, basically. Uh, it was uh, no, I um. I had a double, I had a major and a minor. I had a uh, major in communications and a minor in law. What does communications even mean? I feel like it just, that, that, that's like a, you know, just a random. <laughs> I mean, do you really, I mean, I could flex right now. Is it like broadcast like, communication? Are you going to communi- flex on me, bro? You're drinking White Claw. I, yeah, well, listen. Let's calm down. We know there's no laws. Uh, <laughs> I, communication theory. So like. Uh, Don't bore us. Give us okay. a cliff notes. Like, uh, okay, so back in the day when uh, everything was broadcast media before all this was a thing. Um, what, this log cabin? N- yes. Or uh, between, no, before, be- before my before amazing the, setup. Yes, before I have like, a great outdoor nature studio. Yes. But before then, I mean, the media was all controlled by like literally enough guys that could sit around one table. All rich, old. So basically, guys. what's going on right now? Still, just a bunch of white guys controlling everything. The, uh, yeah, no. I mean, not there's really. a couple ladies mixed in there. Some Asians now. There's a couple. You got we got Google. a couple Asians now. We got Google. So we got a few yep, Asians yep, at Google. We got Google. We got a couple Asians at Google. What's Zuckerberg? Is Zuckerberg? Oh, he's white, definitely a, a, a reptilian. <laughs> what he's the a, fuck Illuminati? was that bug? Did you? <laughs> that was. This is what happens when you nature. <laughs> I can't nature that hard. Wait, we have to cheers. Okay, cheers. Cheers. This is this is um, White Claw and Corona. We are very classy. They also are not our sponsors, but hey, you know what? Why not? Why not just put it knows, out there? If anyone knows them, though, yeah, let them know that we're drinking their beverage while we're naturing so hard. Did a light just go on someplace? I am. I'm I too a stroke. freaked out. <laughs> Did you just open another yeah, I just one? Open another. This is a raspberry one. So this is brought to you by the folks at Raspberry White Claw. <laughs> Upcoming dates before we get too deep okay. into this. We have dates coming up. Um, this will be up today, Wednesday, 9 11. How have we not talked about? We'll get into 9 11. Oh Let's talk about our upcoming tour dates. 
what a what a topic shift. We're doing we're doing your we're doing your sponsors and we're being lighthearted. You're like, by the way, and 9-11. My dad died. I washed his balls. Also, what the fuck is communications? 9-11. Anyways, catch me on a college near you. It's the ADD podcast. Uh, it totally is take, ADD. Take, take your Ritalin and your oh, Adderall. Um, where are we going to be coming up? I will be at the Casey Improv September 19th. I'm going to be at University of Kansas September 20th. The Aeronautical University in Prescott, Arizona. I also will be in early October. We're going to be in uh, Edmonton at the uh, West Edmonton Mall. We're also going to be in Arizona. Rick Bronson's comic strip. Rick Bronson's comic strip. We're also going to be in... Arizona is in November. That's House of Comedy. Oh, shit. Minneapolis, (laughs) Minnesota is in October. I think it's the second week in October. Come see us House of Comedy at uh, the Mall of America. JessieMay.com for tickets. I have all of the dates on my phone, but what happens is when you you put your phone on, this little box likes to go... And it transmits all these messages what is from the, aliens. What does the box do again? It goes, air. <laughs> it sounds like bugs, like in, in the summertime. <laughs> okay, Darryl so Hannah go to jessiemay.com, Daryl <laughs> You should call Lauren Michaels right now <gasps> and just and go, I would like to I would like to audition for Saturday Live. I do a great <laughs> I, podcast box. I would love to audition for Saturday Night Live with my one audition. It is, an, it is a podcast box experiencing Intermission, intermission, <laughs> interference. Er, er, oh my God! Look at this. I look like a whore. Well, we're in the I look woods. like a street whore. I do. I look like something. I look like a woman you find who runs in the middle of the street at night, who obviously was attacked in the woods. I look like a bloated guy that you just made go to a diner <laughs> in the hills of Arizona. I did. I made you go. Where are we? Poconos. Poconos. You don't know where we are now. <laughs> Poconos. We're in the Poconos, Arizona. You guys. Uh, you can Google that. Anything, you can guys. Google that. You um, can Google that. Go to jessiemay.com. Basically, we'll be in Arizona. We're going to be in D.C. this year. Oh, that's first um, weekend in Missouri. November. Missouri. Yes, Wisconsin. Um, I didn't know about all these. So. There's a whole bunch of new dates. <laughs> Papa's got some flights to buy. <laughs> jessiemay.com for tickets. Um, yeah, we are out here in the Poconos right now. This is lovely. Um, it I've is never, lovely. I've never really spent any time in the Poconos, so this has been fun. It's It's fresh air. Which is really nice. Last night we... To not breathe in smog. Yeah, we made a fire. It only took us an hour, so we... I'll make a fire. <laughs> what is that sad if, song by if, Simon and Garfunkel? Our house is a bit... <laughs> You're making me feel like I'm the weed person. Um <laughs> We uh, tried to make a fire for an, a good hour. You tried to make a fire. I'm you a, told me 14 times how much of an Eagle Scout you I'm were. I'm an Eagle Scout. You took a you big, a long time to make that fire. It's a big deal to become an Eagle Scout. The only thing I think I've done longer in, com- like in my life than to earn my Eagle Scout is probably comedy. But isn't that something you do when you're like five? Like, what the fuck is an Eagle Scout? Is you, it really a thing? Yeah. It's, a, it's a less than 1% when I, when I became one. Less than 1% <laughs> became one. <laughs> It just sounds like something that you get training in how to murder somebody in the woods. You do learn how to, um, no, you don't learn how to murder stuff, but you learn how to uh, help people in the woods. Tourniquet? You're just do saying, you know how to turn it? I'm just yes. saying words. You're saying words, but I do know how to make a tourniquet. A tourniquet is what you make when somebody breaks their bone. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's basically you create a bone. That's actually not at all the <laughs> definition. Uh, so if you're, if or right that, now you happen to be streaming thing? this and your friend just has a deep gash and blood is spewing out and you're like, oh, well, the bone's the, not broken. I don't mean, yes, it's to stop bleeding and prevent limb loss. Oh, it's the thing you tie above the cut. 
Yes. To cut off the blood supply. Exactly. You're not going to die with me. You're not going to stay warm with him. I'll Uh, tell you that much. We did get the fire going eventually, (laughs) just for the record. Did we start a fire yet? Uh, no, but oh, I, made, I made the fire. I was it's panicked. Already. I was like, man, do we have a fire cooking around the corner that we forgot about? This whole this whole Airbnb is going to go up in flames. Last night I did a traditional teepee fire. Tonight I'm going to surprise oh, you. We did man. a full log cabin that fire. That was not a teepee fire. That was just an <laughs> accident. You literally okay. ca- caused a fire, and luckily it was contained. <laughs> it was not. Where did you become an Eagle Scout? How old were you, first of all? Okay. Um, you start, I started scouts like when I was like eight years old, maybe. And I actually became an Eagle Scout, like passed, got my stuff approved and everything after I was done. Like when I was like 16, 17. Okay. Okay. Now everybody, like, I feel like it's not a real thing. It's a real thing. (laughs) You have to do like a bunch of stuff. You have to earn a bunch of stuff. It's, it's not easy. So what were Girl Scouts doing when the Eagle Scouts are out there doing tourniquets. Why are we knitting? Well, this is what back, the fuck are we knitting for? Th- first of all, this is back before uh, Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts Damn were it. separate. Now girls can join the Boy Scouts and sc- like it's the it's, gender the fluidity. Ups- yeah, add the world's upside down. It's here's okay. You're a father. Yeah. You have a daughter. Yeah. She. How old is Emma? Twelve. Uh, yeah. So if Emma came to you at 16, or say Emma came to you in a year, 13, and she says, I'm a boy, what do you do? What's your response as a dad? At 16? Yep. No, no, at 13, next year. Uh, See, here's... here's What do you do as a dad? Man, you're going to get me in trouble. But don't do general. Tell me what you would do. I'll tell you what my general What you would do with your daughter. And And then we can talk about society. Okay. All right. So if my daughter approached me at 13 and said, oh, I'm a boy, um... I think I would. Uh, I, I don't think I would like. I, I don't think I would like treat her like negatively about it. But I also don't think I would encourage it openly. Like in other words, like right now, what you see happening is kids are confused. It's a confusing time of your life. People forget that when you're eight, nine, ten, eleven years old, twelve years. It's a confusing time. It's very confusing. So you're you developing. To- Back then, they used to be tomboys. You were a tomboy. You liked hanging out with boys better than. Uh, uh, girls and and or, or you like hanging out girls better than boys or that's me. You were a boy. You liked to wear a dress because it, it felt comfortable. If you're a girl, you're whatever. It whatever was. it was, you were right. It was just a term. It wasn't like right. a whole switch of the sex. Right, right. Now, if you're asking, like the hormone treatments and stuff that they're they're giving kids before that, they're you all right. <laughs> Sorry. Are you okay? The hormone treatments. Yeah, I think you just got. <laughs> I don't know. Did you have you been having hormone? I'm, I'm literally in the middle of my hormone process. I'm just like I'm, you asked me this heavy question, and then you freaking Jackie Chan me while I'm answering. I look over, you're just like <laughs> doing karate. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> you get the hormone treatments. So here's the thing: like the the hormone treatments and all that stuff, people are doing to their kids are like six, seven, eight, nine years old. When they say they want to be a boy or opposite, or they want to switch their sex. And I really, honestly, that to me, that to me, I I don't feel like is the most responsible way of parenting. I don't think that that's the most responsible. I. What are you gonna do in a, if your daughter's like, "I'm a dude, Dad. I want the surgery." I, well, see, it's it's hard for me to put myself in that because I know my daughter so well. But like, hypothetically, oh, it's not, yeah. would you allow her to get a surgery? Would um, you promote? Would you encourage that, or would you say, "Let's wait until we're eighteen or oh, 19? Listen, your here's another thing people don't talk about with any life decision. Your your brain is not fully evolved to your like twenty. Like for some guys, probably for me, probably twenty six years old. I was gonna say I'm still kind of waiting. I think like we, I think we got a couple weeks yeah, left on that cooker. Smoke a lot of weed, you know. <laughs> uh, no, it's like your frontal lobe and all that stuff is not developed until you're like 
26, 27, you know, years old, I think, you know? So, I mean, I, I don't, here's the thing. I, I wouldn't want to restrict my kid from being whatever she wanted to be in life, whatever it is. I don't care. But there are certain things at a certain age that you have to be like, okay, I can't, I'm not going to medically alter you. Let's just wait. Why right. don't we just, because right. I remember children, I think the natural progression of, of aging and, and going through all of these different, you know, milestones yeah. is their phases. But There's so many phases. Like I had phases where I shaved my sideburns. I had phases where I wanted to be punk. I had phases where I wanted to be I have all these different people. Lines in my yeah, head. I had those. I, had, yeah. I shaved my eyebrows. I was a cat. I uh, wanted to be a cat. When I was a sophomore in high school, my one of my uh, best friends was in my homeroom. Was my buddy Chris Bird, and he was a black kid. And I went to a school where a uh, little Catholic school was all basically like all Irish kids, right? <laughs> and other than one girl in my class who was biracial, like I didn't really have any exposure to multiculturalism at all. Yeah. So uh, when I met him and became friends with him in homeroom, he was like, he was like the shit. Like he was, it, like we would listen to, uh, you know, he turned me on to all this music, Kumo D and BDP and all this stuff. And uh, I mean, it was so funny. He had brought me like a, one of the leather medallions, the Africa medallions. Do you know what oh I'm yeah, about? yeah, yeah. And I just wore it like non-ironically because I thought like, hey, I'm supporting. <laughs> felt, it was a present from a friend. It was a present from a friend. Yeah, why wouldn't like, you? I wear always that? felt like, yeah, I'm supporting this. Like I'm down. Why you know? not? Right. You're but when I look back now, I'm like, oh my god. But but see, this is how times change. Wait, you thought you, now it would be cultural appropriation. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. But I mean, oh God, this is, okay. Is, so back to this whole gender thing. Okay. Here's my thing, because now people are doing gender reveal parties. Now there's parties for people who think they're pregnant. Yeah. There's parties for when you're two months pregnant. There's a pregnancy photo shoot that people are doing. There's a lot of parties, and now they're having gender reveal parties. Isn't that a little presumptuous if we're in this generation in society now where we're allowing children to choose their gender? Why are you even wasting money on a gender reveal party? What if your kid, born a boy, wants to be a girl and... 10, 12 years. You just wasted your money on all these blue balloons. <laughs> uh, I think you'd have bigger problems. But I... Like, you know what I'm saying, Listen, though? damn it. I spent eight bucks on these balloons, and you're going to be a boy, and I don't care. Listen, we got the party favors. We're hanging on to them. Let me make a caveat. I'll make a caveat. Um, there are kids, and people don't talk about this, that are born with uh, hermaphrod, uh, hermaphrodites. Like yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. Hermaphroditism or whatever. I don't, you can't just say that. I mean, That's true. allegedly. Hyper, hyper. She, she admits to it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know. I just said it. Okay. I said it very confidently. Yeah, you, I have no idea. I mean, it's, you make a legal, it's in People Magazine, so it has to be you real. You've got to make a legal disclaimer. People Magazine says allegedly she was born a okay. turtle or uh, whatever it is. Yeah, okay. Uh, look, let me say this. Um, there is instance of that. So th- in those cases, I don't know. I don't know what you do. I mean, that's kind of yeah, like, like what one do of those you, things. What do you do? I mean, here's... You know what's really funny that I thought of? This what? Is what I thought. You know how the gender reveal parties, you don't know. Sometimes the couple doesn't want to know, right? So... The sonar tech puts the information in the envelope, and they take that to the cake maker or the or the baseball guy makes the baseball the hit and it blows up or the balloons or whatever. But what if it's like the one in one thousand case where it's hermaphroditism, like and then what's the color of the balloons? Well, you 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 like hit the baseball (laughs) or whatever, and it just blows up into like maroon. (laughs) And you're like, what? (laughs) You're like, what? What are we? Oh, what is it? It's both. Okay. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, how do you... I think that that maybe we should all be born hermaphrodites and then just kind of figure it out along the way. But that's the case that people make, which I get the people who want gender fluidity are like, listen... Why do we why do we define people certain ways or whatever? But I mean, traditionally in this country, 
you were raised like if you were a boy, you were raised kind of a certain way. It was kind of like a well, like you were boys raised, do this, boys you play were in with the these. woods. You're playing with you're playing army with your friends. All that stuff was to condition you because we might have to go to war. We might have to do this. We, like if you really look back to the history of our culture, that was kind of what it was. Is that I <laughs> yeah? Keep it in right. your mouth. But speaking if you look, of preparing for war, <laughs> for, yeah. Uh, but, but you're right. It was it was to it was to set the right. genders up for the jobs. So I get what the point is that people are making now, which is like. Hey, as a society, we've evolved and blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, I don't know. Here's the problem. I don't, I don't think it's like, like, I wouldn't care how my neighbor raises their kid. That's how you want to raise your kid. I just don't, I don't understand why we have to tell everybody else how to raise their kid. Right, especially like, I feel like people are just afraid to be honest and they want to right. be, they're more worried about being woke than being truthful about right. how they feel because they want to belong to a hashtag. They want to belong to some sort of, you know, narrative. Sure. Well, in our business too, the people like, it's almost like being woke is like not even a choice. Like they're like, you're woke or you're going to get woke burned. Or right. And you're just like, look, I just want to be like a peaceful person and everyone yeah. have, be happy and have a good life and blah, blah. I want to treat like, people well. Right. But, um, yeah, it's weird, you know, and, and here's the weird thing, man. Like I, I will say this again. I don't want it to, if you're out there and you're somebody who is transgender, where I, I honestly, from my, I, whatever makes yeah, whatever you happy. Whatever makes you happy, cool. live your I life. A, the friends, uh, one of my friends is a comedian, and she's transgender. And I think I knew her when she was transitioning. And I, I, I couldn't be happier for her. You know what I mean? Like, and she's happy, and she seems, and she's doing great comedically and everything. Else. So I look at that, and I'm like, I don't see anything wrong with that. You know, like some people are like, oh, this, this country is about or whatever. I think that's just as stupid as the people who are like, what are you going to do with your kid? How are you raising your kid? It's like. You take care of you. Yeah, you take care of you. I'll right. take care of me because essentially they're not hurting anybody. Right. How they're raising their children, how people are right. choosing to live their lives. Right. It's not hurting anybody. We get so caught up in what's right. Right. Well, that's there's a baseline of ethics. Right. And then there's what you want to do in your life. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, like like I said, I was raised super traditionally. My parents are older. My father's 83 years old. You know what I mean? So like, I was raised... Probably more strict than than even you know. Well, yeah, your dad we, was older, well, I mean, but my, you were raised. I wasn't raised that strict. I mean, yeah, how strict could my mom be when she moved <laughs> the neighbor's dad? And Nancy doesn't even wear pants. <laughs> Nancy so. doesn't wear pants. I don't know. I you, love you, mom. <laughs> I love you, Nancy. Uh, it's one of my favorite stories. I stayed at. I love uh, how you you showed up at my mom's house when you were in. Well, don't just say, oh, well, now you made it, look, just the way you led into that story made it sound like I was like, Nancy doesn't wear pants. Like, so you showed up at my mom's house. <laughs> I was like, "What's up, Nancy? Take no, off the pants." You saw no. Nancy's. You saw no pants, Nance. When we were perform, was it? We performed in Buffalo, and then I stayed at the house. Oh, that's right. And then we were coming in at two in the morning. Nance went to the bathroom or something, not thinking anyone was home. And I was the last one up the stairs. And then I just saw Nancy. Uh, Did you see Nancy clam? Did you see like my mom's clam? Ba- baby, just baby New Year, right by me. Just ran right by me like a baby New Year. <laughs> Did so. she look like a ghost? No, she looked naked. She looked like a naked lady. <laughs> was she cute? Yeah, your mom's a good-looking lady. Did you know? get a half staff? I Did you get a half staff? No, I didn't chub up. I uh, <laughs> I didn't look. I felt weird. Your mom's almost like my, my you know, she's like a she's like a relative. <laughs> she's oh, a demon. No, she's a sweet lady. <laughs> I love your mom. <laughs> she um, loves you. You're um. We went to one of the gigs we did. We went to D.C., which is an amazing fucking city. Great city. It's such a great city. There's so much history and there's so many things to do and. Yeah, there's never uh, a moment of a dull a dull moment there when you're traveling, but we went to the Air and Space Museum, which is yes. so cool. The best, so cool. 
Um, and along the lines of this whole woke conversation, there's a woman named Bessie Coleman who was like the first African-American pilot, female pilot. Really? Yes, and she was American. And women couldn't fly planes. So what, th- what she did was she, they were allowed to in France. Okay. She learned French so that she could go over to France, speak the language, get a degree, and learn how to fly a plane. That's awesome. That's like, that's like boss ass. That's some bo- and that was like in the era when women weren't allowed yeah. to do things like that. And she was like, oh, I'm not allowed to do this. I'm going to make my own path. Yeah. And there's so many women that that's an example of one type of woman. Then the other type is like the I can't. I can't right. do it. Well, I think that's people in general, right? Yeah, there's, I guess it is people in general, not just do, women. There's can't do. There's people who defeat themselves before they ever start something, and then there's people who say like, "Well, I, won't. <laughs> I just got so much Corona down my leg in my shoe. My is it's down my leg and it's in my shoe. It's in my it's in my sock and in my shoe. It went perfectly down the you know what channel between that bone and your outside ankle." You know what I was going to do? I was going to make sure I was, wait, wait, I was going to make sure Did you, that her name was Bessie Coleman because I didn't want to like not credit her properly because she went through so much and then I threw my beer all over you. Well, Bessie Coleman or Marty, Can- Marty Mexican Foot, uh, either one. Our, uh, Bessie Coleman was a uh, early American civil aviator, first woman of African American descent, and the first Native American, uh, also Native American, to have a pilot license. Well, wow, that's pretty. And good. also beautiful. She had a pilot's license in, in like 1921. Yeah, she's gorgeous, which is me objectifying her, but also just her. It counts. It counts. It does count. Her accomplishments are just you know it, it's it's amazing. But you're right. It's not just women who are. Uh, I can't and people who make their own path. But that's yeah. essentially what it comes down to. Like if there's an obstacle, you can become a victim or a survivor. Don't yeah. you think? Well, I think everything's that way, you know, and I think that you, you get that attitude either from your parents or from yourself, you know? And you, don't you think you could also be both like be a victim yeah, and then become a survivor? Yeah. I, well, I, and honestly, I know, I know a ton of people that are, you know, and honestly, if you really break it down, almost everybody, this is the other problem with like culture now, almost everybody has been a victim of something, whether it's a, a violent crime or, or, or assault or sexual assault. Like Almost everybody has been, but how you respond to it is just as important. And does it def- how it defines you. Right. Do you make it, is that your whole thing? Right. Are you a victim from it your whole life? Well, then that's one of the things that always, uh, it doesn't anger me. Like a lot of guys get angry about it. Like they're like Ooh. get angry about what? Like, like when when there's like a, a, a like a this is one thing I don't understand. If there's a woman who's like a victim of sexual assault, I don't understand the guy being like, you know what it is? It's like get over. It's almost like walk it off or something yeah, like that. It's like, that well, weird buddy, attitude. You've never been there, right. okay? Right. <laughs> walk it off. I can't walk. I'm in a ditch and I'm bleeding for my ass. No, but I mean, not even if it was that. Even if it was like, <laughs> even if it was like, uh, it, like inappropriate, like they groped right. them or whatever. But I I honestly feel like. That's stupid too, because people do things different. But I always feel bad for that person because I feel like they become a prisoner of their own. It's for like the dude for the dude with that mentality. They're giving control to that person who 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 did that to them. Yep. In perpetuity. Well, don't you remember those girls when I was doing? Uh, you and I were doing shows. We did Detroit. Oh God, yes. 
We did that little bar. Was it bar? Was it that was, bar in that was in Lansing, Michigan? Magoobies? What was the name no, of that? No, it was in Lansing, Michigan. It was Lansing, Michigan. Michigan. There's only one, <laughs> and it was a really it was a dive the bar. Two girls that came up to you and they the started. Two girls who came up to me afterwards because I was doing jokes about rape. Yep. Which I have a rape card. If you don't, you know, if you want to get one, just walk in an alley and don't be prepared, okay. and, or just you know on the side of a highway. And I was you know talking about rape, and they came up to me and they're like. We want to talk to you about why it's not funny. Well, they were really, actually, they were really sweet at first. They were like, we loved you so much. Yes. No, and, and now let's tell you about why, why that's not funny. Why you talk about why it's not funny. And I went, I'm going to go get a, a beer. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. And I ran away because I knew that this was not a conversation that I was going to be, I knew you were going to put some schooling down. Well, so. I wasn't, I wasn't mean about it, but it's also like, what are we going to talk about as comedians? What's the whole point of doing what we do, having the luxury to make money, to use our voice and our opinions and our sentimentalities and our experiences, if not to talk about what we've been through. Yeah, I mean, so here's, here's that. Like, I've always been that way, but now I've also, like in the light of all the specials that keep coming out, like a Burr special I watched, it came out, The Paper Tiger, it's a really, really good special. Chappelle special I really enjoyed. But at the same part now... In comedy, we always get to a point where like it's getting hacky, like whatever is hacky is getting hacky, and I'm literally getting to the point where I'm like, it's almost getting hacky to to, to, to be like, I want to say what I want to say, like I should. <laughs> it's almost like it's getting it's hacky right. to the point where to, to talk about what well, I can say, like, whatever. Yeah, I like say. I'm gonna come full circle and just be doing cat jokes because no one else is gonna be doing cat and Star Wars jokes. I'm like, I'm bringing it back, baby. We're going back to soft comedy, yeah, y'all. I'm bringing it back. The to all new comedy. edgy is soft. <laughs> it's soft. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, like I feel like if you're watching this at home, you're like, oh, geez, here comes another one where they're like, <laughs> we're not allowed to say Because we are saying whatever the hell we want. You're the producer of this podcast. You have complete control over it creatively. I can cut you in, can cut whatever. I do, can make you look like a, you could, a gentleman or a complete fucking asshole. Well, you did with the transgender <laughs> question right off the bat, so thank you. Uh, but yeah, you, you know, you do. You, you have that ability. So it's, I don't, at some point, you go through like the stages of being a comedian where like I remember like a few years back when all this woke shit started hitting. This was, wo- oh, you got to be woke. I, wo- I walked around so angry all the time. Like I walked around just like, and, and even now to this day, I have trouble. It, it, one of my character flaws, and that's why I end up fighting with people on Facebook all the time, is that I, I carry like this anger around with me that I don't need to carry around because I want to call bullshit on everything. Well, I think you should. That's one thing I was going to say. Like, I really think you should call bullshit. I think it's important to call bullshit on people that are using these narratives just to have attention. Are you doing anything in your life that has anything to do with moving the needle about what you're talking about? You know what I mean? Like these people who are like, yeah, no, I get, I get that. But I also feel then the, the hypocrisy of, am I, do I call bullshit on myself? For constantly feeling the need to call bullshit. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there are guys, like, I mean, one of my favorite comics, probably one of the best comics alive today is Doug Stanhope. And God, he is, he is, don't you think he's our, he's our Carlin? Yeah, I mean, in a sense. Stanhope, to me, what he does on stage is, it's so, it's so good. And it's so, I mean, It's watch, almost unbiased. Yeah. It's crazy. In his approach and how he talks about gun control, right. how he talks about mental health, how he talks about, you know, he societal a, hypocrisies. Right. He, and here's the other part. One of the things that happens with comics, too, nowadays is, like, we line up with, like, a political camp almost like everybody else. And it's like, 
I realized that some a few years back. Like, hey, to do this job, I I can't be. Oh, I'm I'm more blue than red, or more red than blue. Like gotta, I gotta, you gotta be, be maroon. You gotta be maroon. I gotta be pissing everybody off, or yep. else I'm not doing the job, right? Yep. Um, but at the same token, like I love Doug. I think he's a great guy. I think he's super funny. I don't know if I have it in me to walk. I don't know how he hasn't dropped out of a stroke or a heart attack to walk around with that that with that level of heightened sensibility to bullshit and hypocrisy all the time. Well, I think just from knowing him, how I know him, I don't think it irks him in a way where it's raising his blood pressure, A, and B, he yeah. also medicates. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. He's yeah. really good at self-medicating. That's probably why he can drink uh, a handle of Tito's yeah, and still go out and do a better hour than I've ever thought of. of bourbon at 8 a.m. No, he's getting healthy now. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, he's, I saw. He's he getting was, healthy. Like, he was on a bicycle running, and stuff. <laughs> riding Hilarious. bikes. If he becomes vegan, I'm walking into the ocean. Can we go visit him when we go to uh, Oh, we'll Arizona. have to go visit him, yeah. Maybe oh, we'll podcast. So that oh, would be a lot of fun. Yeah, we were, you know, I just... Who are like besides Stanhope, who's one of my favorite comics? Who's one of your favorite comics right now that is the most fun for you to watch? Oh man, the, 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 male or female or transgender? Transgender. Well, listen, uh, or hermaphrodite. Categories of all that, really. To be honest, <laughs> I know. Um, for trans, uh, my friend that I was tell- talking about before, Jay McBride, she's super duper funny. Yeah, where's where she out of? Uh, she was originally out of Albany, New York. That's that's where I met her. Oh, then, I know her. Yeah, she's yeah. moved. She's moved. She's into the city now. She's doing the cellar and everything. Go she's, ahead, girl. Yeah, she's doing good. Get it. Um, uh, I mean, I love Chappelle. I love wa- watching him live. Is like to me was like. I don't even feel like we're doing the same job. You know oh, no, I mean? we're not. It's it's a totally different level. I mean, going... Yeah. The last special he did, I went with my friend, Laura Murphy. We had... I was lucky enough to go see him film. Yeah. And the process to get into the theater. Yep. Because they do... They take your cell phones and they put them in those bags, which I think he's a partner. He might be a partner in that yep. company. The process to get into the theater to see him... To, bef, bef, by the time we were waiting... From when we were waiting in line to by the time we sat down, it was about three and a half hours. <sighs> Crazy. And then it took about another hour for him to get on stage. See, it was I, four hours. So here's the thing: before I don't, he got on stage, and that's another level of being good, right? Because I've watched. You know, when they taped the half hours back in Boston back in the day, I went and watched some of the right, tapings, right, like right. the Rosas and a few others. And I don't know how. I mean, those guys were going uphill because the the production, the crowd coordination, and all that shit. It was like two hours of of being herded like cattle, treated like shit, pushed into your seat. By the time they're getting ready for the show, you're just angry. You're like, I don't. Oh care. yeah, all those people. The right. audience is always a- agitated. You're, you're you're agitated, right? So I mean, in Chappelle's case, I don't know. Maybe he's got that much goodwill built up with them, or he's just he that doesn't good. give a fuck. He doesn't have to give a fuck. Yeah. He, he walked Chappelle. away from that multi-million dollar key. He doesn't give a fuck. Well, he, he doesn't, doesn't even care what the audience... To. Right, it's a different level. This motherfucker level. doesn't even live in LA. He lives in Ohio. He doesn't care. I know, I love He's, it. Him and Doug... That's why I love them so much as well because they're not... They're, they're on the perimeter and yeah. peripheral of the industry. They can do whatever they want. They've controlled how they put out, what they put out, and when they put yep. it out, and what they say. And they don't have to care. To me, that's like the American dream. To be able to speak your mind, connect, and also talk about subject matters that matter. And they don't answer to anyone, which is nice. Yeah. Um, it's, it's inspiring. Like it, it may, you're right. It makes you realize, oh, I've got so much work to do, or it'll just never happen. Yeah. I, love- I know for me, I know where I'm at. Like that's, that's just another level. That's not you know, my style of comedy, but it's so 
it's much fun, fun to, watch. to watch. Well, that's what I was going to say, too. When people ask, like, oh, who's your favorite comic? It all depends on the mood, too, right? If you're if you're in a silly party mood, you're going to watch Bert, and you're going to laugh your balls yeah. off. If you're in a mood to hear some shit, you're going to watch Chappelle. If, I love Burr, but the, I realize also, I mean, I, I think everyone loves Burr, but the thing about Burr that I'm a New England asshole like he yeah, is, you, you know? he reminds, you have a it's, similar I sentiment. Grew up with, I grew up with a hundred guys like him. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and uh, but the thing I do admire about him is not only does he always seem to treat people well, all the people that I know that he's come in contact, he's always been, but he's, um, he's like a, a heightened, he's a heightened New England asshole. Do you want to just jam there it right, just put it right there? Face? Yeah, okay. he is a heightened New England. Like in other asshole. words, he's got a heightened sense of self awareness and and everything else that I think is what helps set him apart from other people. So so he's good to watch that. If I want to, you know, if you ask me, um, like for for the way someone constructs a bit, like writing wise, yeah, technical Louis CK. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, you're not supposed to say that because of all that bullshit. Oh, but, fuck it. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. I don't even want to, what are we doing that. here? That's a totally, there's okay. I agree. And I, there's another thing I want to go back to the air, air and space museum because we have to talk about okay. your last name and your family, Oh boy. but Matt Damon said it best. I think where he said there's a spectrum of yeah. abuse and we have to recognize that when we are going for retribution, there needs to be a spectrum on the end of retribution as well. If we're going to just blanket statement and just broad right. stroke, it doesn't work that way. Yes. And if you, okay, so here's an example. If you're playing along at home, um, <laughs> if you know somebody who is a victim of sexual assault and then you see somebody else who literally was like, this guy um, grabbed my ass as he's walking by me in the nightclub. Is it right? No, it's not right. Should it be bullshit? No, yeah, it's bullshit. And if I was there, I'd punch the guy in the face. Right. But if you just conflate everything all together as one giant thing of sexual assault, what you end up doing is you end up, to me, you're almost silencing the voice of the people on that other end of the spectrum. You know what I mean? Who you're really experiencing terrible you're stuff. You're making a false equivalence yeah, with it. Absolutely. And you're, you're totally diluting the whole pool. Right. And so that's why it's important to have an, a spectrum approach, you know, with the whole Louis C.K. thing, which has been beaten to a, a, a bloody pulp. pulp. Yeah. But, you know. Like his dick. No, <laughs> like he did with his dick. Um, but whatever. Fuck Louis C.K. Okay, here's here's a segue. I think he's great. He is great. No, I, I, I mean like <laughs> fuck the whole subject. Like oh, I thought you just meant like someone fuck him so that you, yes, you think he's not jerking off all the time. He's a, he's a great comedian. Yeah. Maybe a shitty individual, but also there's... I don't know. I mean, here's the other he? thing. The guy... The guy the he first, asked. The first thing... <laughs> number one. Number two, the first thing... This is what I think of when I think of him. The first thing he did when he released his own special for $5, the same model that now everyone in comedy follows, mm-hmm. and he, he made a million dollars like right, right there. The first thing he did was take that million dollars and donate it to a woman's charity in Africa to prevent people from mutilating... Is that uh, fact? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, you can find the article. He donated so much money that they the fraud prevention kept trying to prevent the donation, he had to actually call them or they had to call him and be like, are you sure you're trying to make this m- amount of donation? And he was like, yes, and I'm going to probably donate more depending on how the special is doing. And as it kept making more more money, he kept giving more money away. When, when did he donate? When did he donate? 
That was literally the night that he started watching the money come into his website for people buying a special for $5. And once he had made a couple million dollars, he felt like uncomfortable with how much wealth he, he had. And he just said, I got to give some of this away. And he just, his first instinct was to give I'm it gonna away. I'm going to fact check that after this. You can fact check it I'm all you want. Fact, I'm going to fax check it. Yeah. I'm going to send it in a fax to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the other thing I said when people are like, oh, he needs to be punished more or whatever, but he's got two daughters that are like, you know, teenage daughters or whatever. Yeah. To me, this that's punishment enough. To, having those daughters, to, well, yeah, I mean, read those articles. Yeah, it's like to me, uh, you kill me first. You yeah, know what I mean? Like because that's, they're gonna they're gonna be judging their dad their whole lives and wondering. I don't think and, they will. I think I think at some point they're gonna you know they're gonna be. At the, but I also think for what he must felt like inside had to be that way. Now I know everyone's gonna be like, oh, but you don't care about the. I I I'm not. Demeaning that. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's not. De- it's I'm, not demeaning the victims, but it's also like. I'm just saying. There's. There's. If you want to look at all the facets and all the way around the whole thing, you got to. If you want to encompass the whole. You got to look at the whole. Exactly. There needs to be right. accountability from all angles. And as a woman, I'm not going into any male comics hotel room after any fucking show. Yeah. Were we gonna write jokes? No. <laughs> so funny. Because the only pen in there is his dick. <laughs> I know that. Well, except it, for you, because you're my friend. Thank you. That's very sweet. Uh, <laughs> I don't even look at myself when I masturbate, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm going to turn the lights off, hide under a sheet, maybe cut a hole in the sheet like an Amish person. Okay, um, wait. We have to talk about your last name because we were okay. the Air and Space. The reason we went to the Air and Space Museum yes. is because Caproni. Okay, so we went to the Air and Space Museum. First of all, we went to see uh, the Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, thing. Which is overwhelming, it's over- but also it, amazing. <laughs> it was overwhelming and amazing, so much so that with three minutes left to it, both of us passed out like this. <laughs> it was so funny. His voice is like butter. Yeah, he's like, I let love, me tell I have you s- another thing about the cosmos. Black holes. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> so... So we did that, and then after a good nap, uh, we walked through the thing, and I was telling her, I was like, listen, my my family's name will be in here somewhere, and you were looking at me like... It's like, what? Because I always, I always have random stories that no one ever believes, you know what I mean? So everyone's just like... A, and uh, I don't believe half your stories. Yeah, I know. No one does. And then I have to literally like call people like, okay... You, I'm going to fact check this, this Lucy K shit. This donation yeah, you, shit. you should. Yeah, it's a charity in Africa to prevent mutilation. And of if it's blood. real, I'll put it on the details that, so people can donate. Please do. There you go. That'd be nice. Um, so, uh, um, okay. So let me say this. So uh, um, <laughs> we walked through the World War II aviation part of the museum, and there in the museum, we found my uh, family's plaque for Gianni Caproni, who's uh, Gianni Caproni. Hi, is he single? Hello. He, he was the Caproni. My my family, I guess, in Italy was like the Wright brothers over here. So like, that's so cool. Yeah, your family's a part of aviation history. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, and and like our family, like was from the region that they were spread out to different parts. And now like a lot of my family's in Brazil and now I've like, they're, they're obviously distant cousins or whatever, but because I can't of, imagine you in Brazil. You're just like the whitest guy in no, Brazil. No, but this is the best part. Now you always wonder about your genetics, especially with like this meat. 23 and me. I talk about shit. it. It's like, right. bullshit. it's such bullshit. But Who now cares? in my case, I can see how my genetics play out in different parts of the world. Cause I've had, the family branches. Some went to Chicago. Some went to Boston. Some went to Brazil. Some went to Scotland. Y'all fled like you did some crimes. No, you did no. Some, definitely some but, mafia crimes. Th- no, but here's the thing: some chickpea crimes. You can see. I have some 
cousins or whatever you want to say on my Facebook. That's, that shit sounds shady. Even that. No, but they're, they're Brazilian. They got my last name, but they're like the first name will be like Enzo or Fabio or, or like it'll be a Brazilian name. You That's know somebody I, who's definitely stealing my identity. But look, the guy looks like me. He's got like the big earlobes and the face and the eyes. I did de- definitely saw you Spanish. in your car because your earlobes. And then he's Spanish. He looks like me and Rafi <laughs> Gonzalez put together. <laughs> I we were I was following you last night or two nights ago, and I wasn't sure if it was you. Then I saw your earlobes. I have giant earlobes. See, I can actually. You have I can, giant yeah. earlobes. No. It's such a it's such a defining characteristic yeah. for you. Yeah, it really is. We have like caveman feet, like big, like yep. giant, wide, giant p- heads. Uh, thank you, thank you. You do filled with information. I, I yeah, we're pretty bright. Here's a question for you. Okay, go ahead. Should people be able to enjoy the fruits? Of pedophiles. I mean, what? I don't. That's not even a question. It is. I think you just made up that because you had nothing to talk about. No, no. I made. It's a true question. Should people be able to enjoy Michael Jackson's music? Should people be able to still enjoy R. Kelly's music? The fruits. I just want you to know. Here's immediately where my mind went. I was thinking about those people in L.A. that sell stuff at the bottom of the exit ramp, (laughs) and I was like, oranges. I was like, are are there really like pedophiles getting together and selling like? Would you like to buy some pedophile oranges? Fingering fruit stand. Our oranges are half price. I mean, they've been touched by our level four hands. I like to hands. peel them myself. <laughs> they've been touched by our level four hands, but uh, <laughs> they, they smell like SpongeBob. But uh, how do you feel about that? Like, I'm conflicted. Okay. Because if we, say, no, you have to separate the art from the artist. Because if you don't, there, there becomes a, a, a thing. Like uh, then, I, then you have to go through all art. Then if we're going to do it that way, like, okay, why are we going to listen to any music? Because all of them were stoned out of their minds. They were all on acid. Well, that's not a judgment call. But, but, they were but all on cocaine. You could, you could Van Gogh or whatever lopped his yeah. ear off. And uh, there's guys who, um, writers who killed spouses. Miles and, Davis was a woman abuser. Yeah. No, there's shit. I, I mean, mean, Chuck geez. Berry, James, yep. James, J- James Brown. Yeah. So we got to, sh- we, weddings would, would be boring. Um, no one's yeah. dancing. Yeah, that's really funny. I mean, Stevie uh, Wonder, we don't know. I feel like now you're just naming all black guys. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> well, I mean, those are the dudes. Because white dudes do different types of crime. White dudes how murder bitches. How, no, how about Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson. It's a great example, right? Yep. The guy's a genius. I mean, he's a genius director. He's a genius actor. Um, clearly. Uh, Understands cinema. Makes beautiful movies. He really, really does. Can't stand Jews. <laughs> not, not a big fan of the chosen people. Like cinema. Yeah. Not Jews. Also, I think he said some stuff about black people. Like he's mm-hmm. definitely like a racist kind of bigoted guy. Maybe he's changed. That's the other thing. Who knows? Maybe he's changed now. People Maybe people can change. They, they like, can change. Can't? Don't people deserve um, some sort of chance to evolve? I mean, you do, but in the same vein, when here's the rule I always have: when it's somebody claiming that they've evolved, I always have a suspicious eye because they, they need to advertise like I've changed. Eh, probably not. You're like, have you? Because because yeah, it's hard for people to change. It's uh, uh, it's ve- people are most people are resilient to where, change because right. it, it's it's in our brain. It, it I go by sig- action and I go by yeah. what people. Yeah, like what are you doing? Right, or people that I know that know them. They're like, hey, you know who's gotten uh, a lot nicer, or you know who's gotten their shit under under control, or, or more whatever. charitable, or right, right, yep, yeah. Um, no, that's a, that was a pretty good. Question. So, like, we'll listen to the music then. It's okay if I pump Michael Jackson. I mean, I don't see how it's not. I mean, I, I mean, just because PYT is so good. I, I, everything. I wanna fuck with you. Yeah. I, I mean, my rendition's terrible. I was gonna say I don't. Thriller. I can't give it up. I remember when the video came out. That's how old I am. 
I remember watching it on Slidey Cable. Michael Landis, isn't it? Do you remember? Did you have Slidey Cable? Slidey Cable. We used to have that a cable like box. Poor little, people. No, shit. yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we didn't even have cable. I watched it at my aunt's house. I remember when we got cable. That's it was a big deal. Oh my god! My brother and I were like high five when the cable guy was setting up. Like our life is gonna change. You know? These kids today are like, "There's no Wi-Fi. You're eight, dude. No remote okay, control. Trevor. You used to have a box, and then that's right. And it used to slide, and I was I was like one through like twenty one, and then it was like all letters or whatever. It was like M L Q. So like, what channel is MTV? You'd be like L or M. And you'd slide <laughs> oh my it to god! That. Yeah, it's crazy. You're so old. I am super old. <laughs> I am super old. Who was I still like? Still have my hair though. Seriously. You do. You have so, great hair. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's the only thing I got. Growing up, like watching TV and movies, who were your who were your crushes? Like as a kid, who were your were you a Farrah Fawcett dude? Did you did you love yank that the weasel to no. that red bathing suit? I I loved um, I loved the pictures of Farrah Fawcett on the like the posters and stuff, but we weren't allowed to have that. So I just had Pink Floyd posters in my room. Did you masturbate to Pink Floyd? Uh, no. I like that you had to think about that. Well, because I just pictured. Like if you were gonna masturbate, like the, what? What song would it be? If Money. I, <laughs> if I had to pick a Pink Floyd it's song, a crime. yeah, I don't know. Dark Side of the Moon. Is yeah, that maybe, a song? Yeah, maybe. No, well, yeah, maybe it would be like uh, Eclipse we... or something like that. It would have to be like something <laughs> a little more instrumental. Uh, we have some questions for you, Marty. Oh boy, for me or for both of us? Um, they're for you. Oh, I have ones for both of us. From oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you want to do yours first? Yeah, I'll do. Okay, I only have. Him. This is how you can tell who has a, a better social media presence: you or me. <laughs> uh, you put yours up and have like four pages of questions. <laughs> I have one. Oh, you have one question. I have one. One <laughs> Who's person it from. Uh, I'll tell you who it's from. It is from, and this is not a this is not a uh, <laughs> a sponsor, but they should be. It's from Honest Heirlooms in, hey! the, in the Albany region of New York. They, they saw us at the Funny Bone, yeah! if you remember correctly. And they said, "When slash where did you and Jesse May meet, and what made you both want to tour together?" Oh my God, I know, <laughs> I know this story. We were in Great Barrington, Great Barrington, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. The and you dove into a field for me. Nope, that was Pittsfield. Oh, shit. I don't know the story. <laughs> we met in Great Barrington, Mass. We did the well. Remember we did that? the you well. You went down there, that That's thing. That's right. Biff the, and his wife. Um, and the bar, He was behind the bar yeah, talking he the whole us. time. He, he booked us and then paid us, but also heckled us while we were yeah, He heckled us the entire time, he but he was so England. funny. He's one of these guys. You're like, ah, oh, right. Him and his wife were awesome. And there was like and, an eight-year-old there. There was children. People were eating pizza. Yep, and we had so much fun. There was like 30 people. And then um, the next month, yet Giannis came, and you're like, "Oh, have him come back." And I did it, and everything. And then the last thing I said to you when you were leaving was like, "Oh, you, you sure you don't want to go out for a beer?" And you're like, "No, but we made Tom book us again for the same weekend, like the following That's year." That's right. And Tom said, "Okay." And then you were like, "I can't. I have to go do some stupid audition thing or whatever." And I was like, "Oh, what's that?" And you're like, "I don't know, MTV or something. I probably won't get it, but it doesn't matter." And then you're like, "I gotta go." And then you left. And there was a New England comic who once told me, I said, um, the, Tony V, he's like a legend in New England. And I said, when your friends got famous, did you ever have like a moment where you realized they were like getting more popular or whatever? He's like, yeah, Stephen Wright. He goes, you just know. And he goes, it's so cool to watch it happen. And I said, do you know? He goes, you just know. He goes, you'll be on stage and you'll realize, oh my God, the audience knows my friend. And it always stuck in my head. So then we came back for the next year and I don't follow pop culture. So I didn't realize any of the Girl Code stuff. And we came back and you were like, 
we did the one show and I walked in. You were still driving there, and it was all the same girl. It was like a twenty-one-year-old girl. It's at Rumpy's Tavern. At Rumpy's Rumpy's Tavern. Tavern. Rest in peace, Troy. R.I.P. Troy. Was the best. That was a great, great show. When did you dive into the field? That was the next night. (laughs) You. you, That's right. We had to go. We went to that bar, and the DJ made an announcement. Best career move I ever made. I dove into the field, and you were like, "Well, I'll have to." You're my brother. Well, I guess you're stuck stuck with me. Stuck with me. (laughs) You're just. I think I have a video of it somewhere so great. of you just taking a swan dive was it was so midnight fun. you couldn't even the weeds were like four it, feet high it was an abandoned parking lot too like <laughs> there was like hypodermic needles all around I'm surprised i'm not dead and that was a bar we went to after the show friends and friends that was the name of the bar. <laughs> and look here we are here we are still friends okay i've got some questions for you okay. marty this is from jeff bird anyone ever call you smarty marty because someone should i mean a terrible is that question. so much as a question, or are you just being a fucking idiot? Yeah, Jeff Bird. <laughs> his his profile picture looks like a an engagement shot, very emotional engagement shot. His girlfriend's drooped over his shoulders. Murderer! Oh, he's like carrying her like she's like <laughs> like very romantic, murder, like a sack of potatoes. He's probably a nice guy. We just totally yeah. tore him apart. Well, that's really not, no. Uh, yes, people have called me Smarty Marty. Yes, they have. Yes, uh, they what, have. Do, what do I have? What nick, are my nicknames for you? Um. Martin. I call you Martin. Martin. You call me Martin. I do call you Martin. Yeah, which a lot of people call me when they're mad at me. So. <laughs> Did your mom ever have a nickname for you when you were a kid? Um, no, but if she said Martin, I was... I was, You're fucked. I was, yeah, I was getting in trouble. Um, whatever Travis X says, how do, those f- how do those fat tits fart, Marty? Okay, well, that's... that's a terrible question. That, it's a, so far, you guys are off to a fucking horrible start. I mean, they're pretty fat tits. They do not fart, Travis X... Some, Whatever Travis X. That's his name? Yeah. I feel like that's someone who hates him who made yeah, a false profile. I was like, I'm going to say something hurtful. I know. I feel <laughs> sad for you. Yeah. I wish I had a soul that that I hurt. Know. You should get out in, in nature or whatever Travis X. Yeah. I feel or, like you need- or you should slide head on into a fucking tractor trailer truck <laughs> and die. I mean, that's always an option too. See, there's that anger. It's right below the surface. I mean, I'm Travis, not for nothing, I'm, but Marty also dropped about forty pounds yeah, recently. Yeah, I got so another. Suck a dick. I, got another, I got another sixty to lose before I lose the farting suck tits, Travis. T- but uh, I, mean, I don't carry any <laughs> anger around. But I just kind of want to say, I hope you get cancer. All right, so well, here <laughs> comes rounding in third base, okay. Debbie Deloroso. Oh boy, with helping oh, DNA. I mean, really? I mean, come on, really? All right. With helping DNA, <laughs> not right. Do you find yourself naturing harder than others? Okay. Okay. What happened to the help? Okay. So if you're at home and you're, and you're are watching, if you haven't turned this off, if you didn't turn this off in the first five minutes when we started talking we about transgender, thank you. thank you. Thank you so much. Um, if you're watching this at home and you Google a prehistoric help, you'll Pre- see an animal I said he looked like a that just decided she would publicly say I look like. And since then, I have people send me pictures of prehistoric hell pigs. I have people occasionally friend request me with like a, hey, prehistoric hell pig, can you add me as your friend? And then I'm like, no. I'm going to get you a fucking shirt with um, prehistoric yep. hell pig. Sometimes people come up to me after a show. Are you, the, are you the hell pig guy? Yes, I'm the hell pig guy. Uh, the prehistoric hell pig, I have a weird thing. I have a torso of a 6'1 person and the legs of a 5'5 guy. <laughs> So I'm five foot nine. So you I run look, so fast. Uh, well, I ran track in school with these little legs. <laughs> you look like from the hips up, like 
a basketball player and from like the hips down like a right. child of a basketball player. <laughs> right. When I used to fight, like it was always like when I did karate, it was always a surprise for people because I wasn't much of a, I, I could throw kicks, but not really, but I had reach <laughs> where they're like, what the fuck? How did you even hit me with those giant plastic man arms? Um, oh my God. Uh, Scott V66 says, how do you feel about Whitney burning you about Stamos? Did you see this? No. Whitney Cummings. <sighs> I thought she was my friend. I love Whitney Cummings. You know, I loved her too. Until <laughs> today. What'd she do? Today? She, today. Oh, boy. On her Instagram story. Oh, no, she didn't. Posted a video that John Stamos posted of him enjoying her special. And he put it on his story. Oh, that's so So she put it on her, her story. And then she, she put it on you? mine. That is hurtful. That is some cunty inception. That's so... <laughs> <laughs> That's hurtful. <laughs> Touche, Whitney. I am coming for you and your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. That's hurtful. That's really funny. It's hurtful, though. but you know what? Good. How do you not love How her? How do you not love her? She's Her special is amazing. She's amazing. I love her. So she better just stay the fuck away from me. I've been I a fan say. of Whitney since she... Well, I remember back when she did the Howard Stern with her and April, who's another person. Do you know April? April Macy. I love I April. Love April. Uh, those two are amazing. Um, but I was a fan of her then, but the first time I really saw her stand up live was when she did uh, Comics Come Home in Boston. Mm. And that was back... We were talking about this today. Yeah, yeah. And uh, ever since then, I was like... And then to see what she's done now is really cool. She's a hard-working woman, smart, dedicated, and she's Beautiful. she's honestly... She's all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, she's, she's all, all of it. Yep. She's, she's inspirational. She's kind better of, stay away from Stamos! Kind of, kind of person you love to hate. You know? <laughs> As we're saying it, I'm slowly flipping off the just camera. Just stay the fuck away you know, from yeah, my husband. She's uh, smart, beautiful, and motivated. She seems to be doing really well. Just like my middle finger. Um, is Marty becoming Big J Okerson or is Big J Okerson becoming Marty? This I is mean, from Blake Sherman. Okay. I Blake. Don't, I, what, is, is that, are you trying to say... Because I'm a, is that a, like a big guy joke? I don't a, know. I don't, I think I take it as a comedy I, I mean, joke. let me say this. If you put my name, I, Big J is one of my favorite comics we were talking about yeah, before. Yeah, he is now, great. If you, if I'm in the mood to watch somebody just uh, riff and He's do crowd work. He's fun to watch in the room, man. Oh my God. In a comedy club, it's one of the, my favorite things ever to watch. Right, but if this and is to hang out with, fat comic. And to hang out with, and to oh, hang out with. It's one of my we favorite. We hung out with him in, in he, Montreal. Him and Christine are two of my favorite people on the planet. Every time I go to New York, if I see them, it makes my trip complete. Like, Christine I and them. I got kicked out of a Comedy Central party because we stole wine out of the bucket even though it was open That's bar so it wasn't enough for us That's we so stole great. bottles of wine then we went and smoked she smoked cigarettes in the bathroom and and we were just in there hanging out with our bottles of wine and we got kicked out I, I I love her too. Although I think she thinks I'm a weirdo now after what you did to me in Montreal. Oh yeah, so. I told you to come up to my room and I forgot to tell you my room number and you went up to Christine and Big no, J's you room. No, you told me you told me their room number because you were there <laughs> podcasting the day before, and I just assumed you were podcasting in your room. I didn't know you were podcasting their freaking room. You, you knock on her door and uh, she sh- opens. She's, she's like, like getting like, ready yeah. to take a shower. I can't see because the sun's behind her, and I thought <laughs> I it was you. Thought it was me. And I I opened she and that's the one time I decided to be to speak <laughs> French. I'm like, oh, we <laughs> we. Oui, oui. Oui, I, was oh, like doing, I, did, I was like, bonjour, mon what, ami. You know? What is all this shit with this, uh, these fat jokes? I don't appreciate it. I, I do. I do. I need, I need, that's why I'm drinking White Claw, you freaking Well, speaking losers. of White Claw, Nichols Gracia says, how does Jesse's box taste? I mean, that's, uh, it's a little fruity. Um, okay. Why, why? What? Okay. See, this is what I don't. I okay. don't get why it's a box. 
I have never kept anything inside of it. Well, you're assuming he's talking about your vagina. He, I was literally is it my butt. No, I was thinking the cigar box that you, um, the uh, oh my merch box, box your nice, merch, nice your merch product box. placement. Yeah, thank you. I thought it, those are nice. What are they? Thirty five. Isn't it thirty five? Hakuna bucks? Supply. Re- real wood. Hakuna Supply. Hakuna Supply. <laughs> Go to hakunasupply.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso to get your weed stash stuff too. This is how you do it, Bert. All right, yeah, this so- is how you do it, Bert. <laughs> Don't do eight minutes up top of rambling. <laughs> Seriously, go to HakunaSupply.com, use code Jesse May CBD, and you can get 15% off your entire purchase. I've got stash boxes that Marty has not put his mouth on. I've got grinders, <laughs> <laughs> rolling trays. I've got jars to stash a hate, uh, a what is a hate? A jars to stash. A hate jar? You have a hate jar? little jar of hate. Take all your hate. An eighth. Uh, HakunaSupply.com, HakunaSupply.com forward slash Jesse May. Use code Jesse May CBD for 15% off your purchase. And to add a little bit of cherry to the top, uh, we also donate. The Hakuna Supply Company donates to the World Wildlife Foundation and a foundation in Southern California that helps homeless veterans get back on their feet. And I also give back to the Alzheimer's Association. So suck on a dick, you assholes. Well, and I'm going to answer his question if I can. Yeah. Uh, Every once in a while, there's like a random guy. It's usually a guy friend of mine that'll say like, you're on the road with that girl, blah, blah, blah. And uh, (laughs) I like your guy voice. Everyone does the same. (laughs) But I never had like a sister growing up, but I did have a lot of female friends. You know what I mean? Um, but I never had like a sister. But uh, literally, after all the bullshit we've uh, been through, our parents dying the same time and fucking careers up and downs and all that shit, you're like a sister to me. You're my brother. I know you really are. Uh-huh. I want to have a ceremony where I make you, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Wisman. Oh, okay. I want to make Andrew Williams. Oh, Andrew. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna force. Maybe Joe Rogan, Doug Stanhope against their will, McClure. just to beat McClure, Chris McClure. Uh, those are my, those are my comedy our, our, people. Our little wolf pack. Your little yeah, wolf my pack. tiny little wolf pack, <laughs> even so though some people might be too busy. Um, no, I consider you a brother as well. Yeah. And it's nice. As a woman on the road, it's nice to travel with a dude. Who's not trying to fuck her? <laughs> Who's, or taste her box? Ta- yeah, why? That's a all right. You know what it tastes like? Yeah. Wine. You're welcome, <laughs> box Nancy. Wine. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> tastes like box wine. <laughs> I bought Nancy two boxes of wine last time I was in Syracuse. That's the least you could do for looking at her clam at uh, I, midnight. I wasn't looking. At it. it you literally looked right in the eye. I was I was clam level walking up the stairs <laughs> as it walked right by my face. <laughs> Just like a little clam yep. passing you when ships just, pass just, in the night. It was a, <laughs> a couple it ships like passing in the night. It looked like, you remember in Scooby-Doo, like before the second commercial where they always saw the ghost together and they were like, oh, he's like, and they ran. It was like that. She was like an apparition. Oh, my mom like, has been an apparition my yep. whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. She put chocolate on my pillow. and, and, and She did. Like, you yeah. came to stay. My mom left like four a star. chocolate on your pillow. I don't know if Nancy be, uh, Airbnbs, but if she does, uh, five stars. Five stars. <laughs> five stars. One clip. <laughs> <laughs> Where can my people find you? <laughs> Besides in the hallway staring at my mom's vagina. <laughs> Are those the rest of our questions, or are the rest of them all just fat? Oh jokes? yeah, they're all just fat questions. Oh good, I will. Let's do. Uh, let's do let's the see. fat ones. Okay, I, wait. I, no, I did the fat ones. I'll I see if it, there might be a couple more. But tell people where they can find you okay. while I'm looking up a couple um, more questions. Well, my Instagram is uh, Marty Caproni. M A R T Y C A P R O N I. That's cap like a baseball cap, roni like rice roni. I say that because it drives her crazy. We do have a couple more questions. And my website is martycap.com. And uh, for tour dates and all that shit, you can come see me with her. But I will plug one thing. Plug if I anything can. you want. Um. September 20th, 
Um, actually, September 20th, uh, I am headlining Bridge Street Live in Canton, Connecticut. And it's a little theater, and it's a, it's a big thing for me to be headlining. I, I was there a few months back uh, opening, and now I'm headlining on the 20th, and it would be awesome because uh, I have incentives if people could tell their Show friends. Up. Yeah, if you have any friends that live anywhere near Hartford, Connecticut, New, New Britain, New Haven, or not New Haven, uh, uh, Simsbury, Avon, that's all right around Cannes, so send them out. And if you guys have a place you can stay, he would gladly look at your mom right in her clipboard. <laughs> Uh, a couple, okay, we have a couple few more, more questions. questions. A couple right. more questions before we get great. out of here. Velvet Spun Apparel. Hey, what's up, y'all? Oh. Says, hi, Marty. What was one of your favorite music albums when you were 15? Oh, that's a, a freaking easy. That's a great, first of all. Great question. Yeah, I buy their apparel just for that. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> send us your apparel. We'll try it out. Um, I, clearly wear, I clearly wear whatever people send yeah, me. Yeah, so Marty gets, wears great, all his free yeah, stuff. I'm a great sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I was 15, probably my the best albums that I ever listened to, I was listening to uh, Pink Floyd, Momentary Lapse of Reason. Wow. That album. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't, but it sounds like some dad rock. One of my favorite songs, On the Turning Away, uh, David Gilmour. Great. It's, it's He's an amazing musician. Yeah, thank you. I would listen to that. I'd listen to The Wall, listen to anything Zeppelin. Zeppelin then. is one of the greatest bands of all time. I listen to Zeppelin all the time, especially on my road trips. I don't know why I'm doing this weird hand Yeah, you're movement. really adamant. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Pink another... Floyd. What great music. F- Floyd, uh, yeah. I mean, if you grew up in my, in my, in my town, Amazing. in Chicopee, it was, yeah, it was, it was Floyd, and, Floyd and Zeppelin. That was it. Um, Unicorn Jess. What's up, Unicorn Jess? She's oh, a reoccurring and wonderful fan. One nightmare story about working with another comic. Obviously, don't expect to know who it's about. Oh. I mean, I could, nightmare. I mean, I can do it. I could do it. After all these people are making fat jokes, I feel like you should, you know, just yeah. But project. I, but I forget projecting. Like I would have to throw a comic under the bus. Well, why don't we just say comic for now? Am I the one you have to throw under the bus? No. I mean, I we've had plenty of nightmare gigs. We have t- sure. plenty of nightmare gigs. We'll see how tomorrow goes. Is it uh, a real nightmare gig? <laughs> Let's see if we get kicked off at of Scranton University. Um, I did a weekend once. Uh, I did a weekend where the headliner I was hosting, the middle was an uh, awesome guy, uh, I, I, who you know and are friends with. The headliner um, kept restricting us. First it was like, don't swear. Then it was no sex, co- sexual content at all. Pussy. Then it was no relationship content. I mean, come on. And I was hosting. So it's like, I mean, how much time am I supposed to have? You know what I mean? And, and then they took away the music for us, so we didn't have music to come up. <laughs> So there would be no music. It was in like a funny bone. Like so, you're expecting music. It would just be dead silence, and it would be like, "Ladies and gentlemen, your host." So they wanted to bury you so they could look good. Me, and then also the the middle. Who was it? The middle. No, who was the comic? Oh, uh, I can't. I can't do it. I, I can't do it. But you tell me after, and I can put yeah, his website on the details. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> I assume it's a dude. I don't know why. I'll tell you. But here, so and here's the one thing. And here's the one thing. Yeah, but here's the one thing. He was nice. T- to me after Fuck a that. little bit but let me Manson say this was nice. but yes but let me say I hate this when people say that he also went up to the manager of the club and he's like yeah that guy was weird huh and the manager was like he's weird so like, he's one of our, my favorite people to have here she's like you bit my shoulder the other night you're weird <laughs> so. i know who it is yeah. yeah i know who it is okay yeah see why i'm not saying it <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I'm I not an idiot. But I also like to work yeah. in LA. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> this is the problem. I'm a part of the problem. Yep. We have to put these people on blast. Um, Unicorn Jess, back with another great question. Jeez. Best gig. 
for my man tits. Uh, <laughs> I'm just waiting for another fat one. Best gig ever. Yeah. What's the What's the I feel like uh, you know what I would say the best gig ever was, and but, this is re- really, I really think it was okay. The gig we did the weekend after our parents died. Oh, that was by far the most cathartic. Laugh Boston. Yeah, Laugh Boston. It was like the first weekend in November. You came from your mom's funeral. Shout out My to John Tobin. F- shout out to John Tobin for yep. Ryan Cott. S- sticking with us that weekend yep. and allowing us to be cathartic and just talk about our shit on stage. But that for me, that was my one of my favorite comedy weekends because it was with you, my yeah. brother. We went through the most terrible thing. I buried my mom that day. You buried I, your mom that day. You showed up in your funeral clothes. Yeah. You talked. You talked I and joked it, about the funeral. I opened with the story. You talked of the funeral. about you know Brian Plum. The, the receiving line and just somebody fucking up at the yep. funeral. And for me, that was one of the best weekends because it encapsulates what comedy is about. Yep. Coming together. And we were pushing each other shit. too. We were, yeah. yeah we're, you were like, you talk want to talk it. about it? And I was like, I don't know. You're like, you won't talk about it. And then I was like, I'll open with it if you really. And you're like, all right. And then you were like, I'm going to do it. And then next thing you know, we did the show. And then people were coming up to us after. And it was a weird mix of like, it was a weird mix of like a greeting, like a receiving line at a funeral. Oh, yeah. And also people happy after the show. They were like, that was such a powerful, awesome show. Yeah. And I'm sorry about your mom. Or they come up like, that was so funny. I'm sorry about your mom. And it was, it was so. Crazy. My favorite thing that I did though is <laughs> these two girls came over and they're like, um, "Oh my god, you had your merch table and everything," and they're like, "Oh my god," they're like, and we weren't even selling merch because we were too into talking to everyone. And like, is that totally true? Like, did you really bury your mom? And I go, "What do you think? I would put on a suit and come here and lie about something like that and com- lie about being at I a go, funeral and commercialize my mom's death." What kind of fucking go, human are I you? Go, and, and they're like, I'm so... And I go, hang on. Jess, do we have any more of the little caskets? I want to see if I can sell them the little tiny caskets. It was so The answer is yes. <laughs> no, but I love you, brother. I love I you, would, too. You know, that was one of my favorite weekends. That was so great. That's what comedy's all about, being able to go up on stage after you bury people and talk about it. Yeah. Cathartic. That, that, that one was for us, as that I would like to us, say. That one was for us, for sure. And yeah. uh, this one was for you guys from the woods. Yeah. We natured. We natured so hard. So hard. All right. Well. That's it. White claw and Corona. Yep. <laughs> Don't let them make fun of your tits. They're not fat. They're pretty, they're pretty fat. Not bad. Two carbs. Two little grams. Mine are 2.6. Yeah. There you go. Want to get high? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be so bad. I would. You. I can't. But you can. 